Hello and welcome to the Deep Three Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, joined as always by Kevin and Sam. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a somber show. You know, our title, Mamba Forever, pretty much. Uh, obviously, with the passing of Kobe Bryant, it's been a really, really, really rough uh, few days for all of us and just the entire community together. Um Sam, why don't you uh, say a few things? Uh, out of the three of us, uh, as we've said before, Sham's been the one who has been in basketball for his entire life. So I'm going to throw it to him, and he's going to kind of run with uh, the Mamba, our, our, his own little Mamba mentality. So, <laughs> Sam, why don't you why don't you take over? Um, I think just first off to begin with, uh, I've never been this sad about someone. Or, you know, this amount of group of people, I've never been this sad about someone I've never met before. Uh, someone I probably would never meet in my life, right? Just being so famous, uh, just, he was so unreachable. He's kind of an immortal god to us, um, you know, especially from a basketball terms that, you know, if anything, he's the last guy to die. So uh, it was shocking, you know, Matt, where were you when this first happened? You know, I think you were the first new person to break it to us. You know, yeah. where were you? What was up? Yeah, so I was I was scrolling through Twitter and whatnot, and I believe that we we Tina and I were going out to like a lunch, like a really late lunch for uh, T- my wife's birthday with uh, her maid of honor, her best friend, and we we're at this place called Benihana's. And I was just scrolling through Twitter, and all of a sudden, I saw a report on TMZ. And I saw the TMZ report and I was looking at it and it said Kobe White or Kobe, sorry, Kobe Bryant had passed in a helicopter accident. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, uh, what? So I put it in our fantasy group chat, our fantasy basketball group chat. And, you know, we're all like, hold up, what the f- fuck and then and then we're just like we need to take a minute we need to think about this for a second it's one report you know who knows now tmz i, I mean for first and foremost tmz is fucking scumbags i have a whole thing against them right now with the way that they broke the news before you know letting their families know it's just absolutely wild but anyway i'm looking through it and all of a sudden, I see reports from U.S. Daily and other news sources. And I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there while my wife and, and her best friend are having a conversation and we're having food and whatnot. I'm looking at my phone. And I remember she looked over at me and she was just like, are you OK? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not OK. I'm like, Kobe Bryant just died. And, you know, my, my wife is not an avid basketball player listener watcher or whatever and she she knew who he was that's how that's how big of a figure this guy is you know he wasn't just a basketball player he was like sean said he was this kind of like a mortal being essentially somebody who rivaled you know michael jordan you know that's that's his popularity and i was i was just looking at it you know i was just like completely perplexed and i was like there's no fucking way like there there's absolutely no way this happened and then what really killed me was the fact that his daughter died and I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, there's like, this is like one of the most tragic things that could have ever happened in sports. And there, there's been tragic moments 
in sports history throughout, you know, our lives and before our lives. And just like this one really, really hit home for a lot of us. And um, yeah, uh, that's just kind of how it impacted me. No, for sure. And uh, like you said, I think it was very heartbreaking, not only that Kobe died, but to see that his daughter was involved and to see that, you know, her teammates were involved too and her family members. Uh, yeah, that was, was hard. Yeah, it, it hit really hard. Uh, how about you, Kevin? Where were you at? I, I was, I mean, it's one of those things I think I'll remember forever, unfortunately, like vividly what I was doing and where I was at. Um, but I remember I the group text that Matt was talking about, that's where I first saw it. And he sent it, and it was just like a link with a picture, an old picture of Kobe in a suit. And it was like Kobe Bryant dead in a helicopter crash or whatever. And I, I didn't even rationally think about it for probably a half hour to an hour afterwards. I was like, this is not real. There's no way that happened. And at the time, you couldn't find other sources, like Matt said, too. So it was just even more validation for my mindset that it wasn't real. It wasn't actually happening, blah, blah, blah. And I just sat there in my bed, in my room. Uh, Laurel was gone, so I was just by myself, just sitting there, scrolling through, like, avidly searching for things about Kobe Bryant and seeing if it was true or not. And... I mean, obviously it was, and obviously after a half hour, an hour, other reports started coming out, and I was like, I just could not, even after knowing it was true, I couldn't comprehend it, I guess is the best way to describe it. Like, For sure, for sure. And it's just, uh, I still have a hard time, uh, like, really understanding, because it's so strange like I don't think any of us have ever had something like this happen in our lives that we were adult enough to truly understand like we all were alive when like 9-11 happened and things like that and I'm, and it's not I'm not trying to compare the two events but it's the only I guess they're similar in the sense of their dramatic pop culture events that happened in our lives except now we're adult and we actually understand what happens in this case and the the repercussions of what's going on and it's terrifying I guess you know absolutely it's it's exactly as you said you know it's just tragic like tragedy tends to hit you um left and right and it affects us all and it's just just has a huge shock factor with somebody who is as big as life as uh, kobe was exactly um usually on sundays uh i play basketball coincidentally um you know i play at the rec with just a few guys i meet up uh i usually play in the mornings but i woke up late so i thought i can catch with the guys maybe later in the afternoon um, and then I started getting the first message. Uh, I didn't read it because I thought it was only one. Then all of a sudden, the group text is just more and more. So, okay, I'm just wondering, okay, maybe something big happened. Uh, I scroll up and I see, yeah, Kobe, Kobe's gone. And I was like, there's, there's no way. 
out of anyone to go out, it can't be Kobe, right? I mean, it's it's everything. It's everything to the sport and everything he's been doing so far. You know, it just can't be Kobe. Um, and then just a few hours later, uh, we got that confirmation. And uh, even on that day and Monday, Tuesday, I think it was just hard to for me to at least touch a basketball and to also just watch any basketball. Uh, and I think we also saw that with some of the players, you know, I wasn't saving force, but having to go through that, um, you know, I know some players sat out, you know, like Kyrie Irving. I know he had a very close relationship with um, Kobe, uh, even some players like Luka Doncic, you know, having that little handshake and having Kobe trash talk to him in Slovenia. You know, that's kind of those small quirks that yeah. I appreciate Kobe. Um, I know they did some pretty awesome tributes being the 24-second shot clock um, and the eight-second violation in the backcourt. Uh, you know, it's never enough, but it's great that, you know, there's still stuff like that that can leave a small impact for the game. Um, you know, we also heard that the Mavericks are going to retire the number 24, which is phenomenal. A lot of players are changing their numbers to, you know, something else just because they have that much respect for Kobe. Yeah. Even if they haven't met him, they just watched him, just a few highlights too. It was just what he did for them in some sort of way. It's just crazy. Um, and I think it's crazy to see, like, how quiet the city of L.A. was, right? Just being such a bustling city with so many different sports, so many, you know, Hollywood, everything. The Grammys were that day. No one knew. I honestly just forgot if that was a thing. Yeah, same here. Uh, I, I I heard that the Grammys, like, I didn't even think about that for a second. Exactly. Uh, I know it's going to be tough to get over, but I think we should appreciate, you know, what he's done for the game. You know, especially Kobe being an obvious five-time champion, two-time finals MVP, 18-time All-Star, really should have been 19 if he wasn't injured, four-time <laughs> All-Star MVP, which is tied for the highest, you know, in NBA history. Uh, 2008 NBA MVP, two-time Olympic gold medal, an Oscar winner, and an obvious, you know, he's going to be a unanimous Hall of Fame, you know, class of 2020. Um, I don't know if it was just me. I think all of us did watch a lot of the TNT special that they did for them. Um, yeah. That was tough guy. Yeah. I, when yeah. Shaq did, did what he said, uh, it hit pretty hard. What do you guys yeah, think? I think that's that was the most emotional I got watching people's responses was Shaq's like Shaq's shook me because you could really truly see uh, that he was going through stuff I mean just like everyone is yeah but he he didn't hold back he didn't pretend like he was okay he just straight up said he wasn't and I respect that so much because so many people right now are saying like okay yeah it sucks but I'm like I'm okay we're moving on blah 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 and you don't have to do that. You don't have to pretend that you're okay. And Shaq was one of the first people to be like, I am not okay. I'm pretty upset right now. Uh, and seeing that and the rest of what he said, I thought it was a really, really good way to um, pay respects to Kobe. I think that's a pretty incredible thing to even do just like out in the open like that, because, you know, we look at men nowadays and, you know, especially in the past and we're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to kind of uh, hide our feelings the best that we can. And the fact that Shaq was able to just go on live TV and just be so open about it and 
by one of his best friends, like truest, truest teammates uh, ever. And it was just, it was an incredible moment for Shaq to, you know, show his vulnerability and just like show to the world, like this, this sucks. You know, this is the hardest thing ever. And, um, you know, we saw that with LeBron too, when he was coming off the plane, um, he just, he could barely even handle it. And understandably so, you know, it's, it's been rough to say the least for all these guys. No, for sure. Um, I know Kevin, and I think you had mentioned it, uh, just out of like, just pure coincidence, how passing of the torch that moment was, you know, with Kobe, you know, LeBron passing Kobe and just that congratulating factor. And then kind of this incident happening, it just seems so mind blowing. Uh, but it seemed like Kobe knew that the NBA is going to be in good hands, not only from LeBron, but just from the young raw talent that worked with him over the offseason and just the people he visited, you know, be it, you know, the LeBron, the Luka Doncic, the Trey Youngs. Um, it just felt like he had, he knew that he never had to be a commentator, right? We never saw him be a commentator, mostly because he didn't have that much appreciation for the game outside of playing it and besides through his daughter. Um it was nice to see that he was able to, I mean, it was obvious that he was going to contribute, but it was nice to see he was able to contribute in his own manner, uh, not being dictated on how he's going to do it, but kind of showing how the young guys, how to bring that, quote unquote, you know, Mamba mentality to, you know, how to play the game and how to play the game, you know, even outside the court. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's actually a really, really funny kind of, well, not really funny, but just a story that I'd like to say uh, about Kobe. And so there are a few things that happened. So uh, I think it was Monday. I went to the gym and I think it was, it was Monday where they were showing Kobe's last game, right? Yeah. Or it was either Monday or Tuesday. It was, Monday. It was that uh, Monday. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was on Stairmaster and I was just working out or whatever and, I was looking all throughout the entire gym and I I saw the game go on and I was just watching that the entire time. And then I was looking around and I noticed that every single person who was on like cardio or whatever was also watching that game. And it was like, it was such an incredible moment, you know, it's just really surreal. It was like, it was like the finals or something like that, you know, but it wasn't, it was just, it was Kobe's last game. And it was really funny because rewind when i uh was a very 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 passive basketball viewer um i always i like what i knew kobe like i knew who he was and i knew that he was like a really good basketball player but more so than not <coughs> um i knew that he never passed the ball <laughs> <laughs> like that that's what i kind of like understood about kobe like growing up as a kid and I watched one game with him, and it wasn't his best. And I was just like, why isn't this guy passing? Like, what what is going on? And this was like when I didn't really have a huge understanding or appreciation of basketball. And then fast forward to that moment at the gym when I was watching that game. And I'm watching, and I'm like, oh, that's why he doesn't pass. Because <laughs> he doesn't have to. It's... It's absolutely wild to see how much of a stud that this guy was. You know, he was making impossible shots left and right. And um, even when the three-pointer wasn't as important or used back then as it was nowadays, as it is nowadays, 
he was jacking them up all all around the all around the place and you know he was he was making these great jump shots and he made it look so easy and it was just like this guy's incredible <laughs> like this guy's absolutely amazing and um it's a game that i will absolutely never forget no for sure um you know, it also kind of reminds me how I kind of got into basketball as a kid. If you guys don't mind me telling my quick story. Um, yeah, go for it. You know, obviously I'm from San Antonio. And, you know, when you think San Antonio, you think of the Spurs because that's all we got. Right? We had the Alamo and we got the Spurs. <laughs> the Alamo. <laughs> and the Alamo doesn't play basketball, so we don't <laughs> follow. Um, but, you know, I think as a kid, for I think any kid, right, we like flashy things. Be it something physically shiny or it's something that's – maybe an explosion or just maybe something that's, you know, blows our mind. Uh, and when you watch the Spurs, it's just, it's boring basketball. Like, that's just a fact. Um, you know, when you get older, then you kind of appreciate, you know, how they play the game. But, uh, you know, they didn't really get me into the game. I had to like it, like them because, you know, I'm from San Antonio and they'll beat me up. Uh, <laughs> probably came around 2000, 2002, when that 3 P era was beginning. And I remember a guy wearing number eight in a yellow jersey coming in, especially against uh, – at that time, I liked the Kings because my Wee League team was the Kings, so I just had to go for the Kings at that time, who I then loved later. Sure. Uh, it also hurt that they lost to this guy in the yellow jersey, this number eight, guys do with a nice afro for the record. Uh, <laughs> probably the last yes. guy that could afro. Absolutely. Uh, and there is something about his game, I think just like you said, that – in a way, this guy had horrible shooting percentages, but for some reason, when it came to under two minutes, this guy was clutch. He had the greatest jump shot I've ever seen for a guard, and it honestly blew me away. And you know, right from, right there, I knew I was like, I I had to model my game after this guy. This is awesome. Like, who doesn't want to be like this guy? And I remember drawing a poster of that fadeaway 2D Afro Kobe. You know, mounting and me trying to imitate it and airballing it every time because your boy did not have any upper body strength. <laughs> Ladies, how about now? Um, <laughs> and uh, honestly, that Sunday, that poster fell. Uh, I felt like I lost my hero there. And not only what he did for that game, but going back to it is that mentality to uh, put in the work and grind to do something that you love, be it in sports, be it in you know, art, music, whatever it is, you don't have to be the best, but work at it like you're going to be the best. You know, there's no point to achieving perfection because then you're at a limit. But you should always try to better than your best day after day after day. And I think that's something that resonates not only through me, but I think to all of us. Uh, and you know, even when we record this, it's like I need to also learn how to be better at doing this, this, and this. So I think that's something that's always going to resonate with us along with you know, the famous crumbling up the paper ball, <laughs> doing a fadeaway and yelling Kobe into the trash can. Yeah. Uh, that was an awesome thing at Staples Center right outside. I thought that was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, I, I'm always going to love that because that's how I got into Kobe and all that. I like, I never was even into basketball at all when I was in like middle school and stuff like that. But everyone would do the Kobe. And <laughs> like, that was, everyone did that. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. And I'm so glad they did that in L.A. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's even more of a shame because, granted, we saw basketball Kobe, but 
he was just starting the second part of what Kobe was going to be. Um, you know, we saw that he had his Mamba Academy that he actually created uh, because his daughter really fell in love with basketball. He hated basketball. He said, I mean, after he retired, he said, I don't want to watch it. He didn't care for it. He didn't want to come on any talk shows, talk about it. Uh, but he found that his daughter really liked it, so he wanted to train her, so he kind of created a facility for her. Turns out she wanted to play with some friends, and he developed a whole Mamba League in the end and kind of teach them the fundamentals of how it takes to you know, compete at a higher level. And I think it's really awesome what he did to really enforce that you know, women empowerment, uh, giving them you know, better opportunities, uh, kind of really impacting it on the WNBA, because we kind of see that now that but the WNBA is a little bit more firepower now. You get the, the old school Diana Taurasi's to the new school Brianna Stewart's. Um, I think it's just phenomenal what he's done and left for his legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there, there's just such an incredible thing about, you know, about tra- like about what happens after a tragedy. Um, you just have so many people who rise up with you and pull you through like the worst of times and whatnot. Um, Just to get a little bit personal last year, actually, I think it was to this day, uh, I lost my father and it was a very, very tragic moment with me my brother and my family. And it's really incredible to see what happens after. Because when your mentality is just so distraught and you just like don't know what to do or how to move forward, you know, you look to your left and right and you have people who love and care about you and who will stand up with you and kind of help guide you through such like a horrible time. And that's kind of what we've been seeing recently with all of these like Facebook groups. Like I'm part of the Ringer MBA group on Facebook. And if you just scroll through that, you know, you're going to see constant like posts about all of these cool like Kobe memories and all these fantastic stuff that like happened with them what Kobe meant to them and all it was was just love and affection and just like this camaraderie and what is a horrible and tragic moment in in history right now and like such a strong figure who unfortunately passed away in such a horrific way and it's truly incredible to see what happens and how we as a society like come together in such a horrendous moment and can like put away our differences and just really show like how much we love this game and, you know, how much we want to, you know, help each other out. Exactly. Um, I think a great way to also kind of cope with grief is kind of also remembering the good times that we had uh, with Kobe you know, watching at different eras, you know, especially I watched, especially starting from when he was number eight. I know, Matt, you saw his kind of second upcoming. Yeah. Especially from the 2007s. And now, like I said, I think with Kevin, you know, he's still a young guy when it comes to basketball, <laughs> you know, he can't guard me on defense. Um, <laughs> but I, maybe you didn't watch Kobe all the time. You definitely knew about him, but I think, once we started doing this podcast and you did your own readings, you know, you started to appreciate the old school of what he did uh, throughout his era. So with that oh, yeah. being said, you know, what, what are you guys' favorite moments, Matt? What was your favorite moment that you say that's like, that's a defining Kobe moment? I think my favorite moment wasn't even on um, on the court, actually. I think it was, uh, he was being interviewed by, uh, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I, I, I believe that's who it was. 
and all of these like Lakers guys were just goofing the fuck around on live TV, and his reaction to it was the funniest thing in the entire fucking world. He's like, "What the fuck are these kids doing?" Oh yeah, Swaggy P, what a guy. <laughs> like that was the most Mamba mentality thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, not only was this guy just like the biggest like lone wolf in a in one of the biggest team sports in the world um but like this dude you know he he put everything into his craft and there was nothing that could get in his way you know that's why we say mamba mentality and honestly i can almost assure you and everybody in the world that Mamba mentality is going to be a thing moving forward. You know, people are going to have that shit tattooed on them. Like it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be a thing, man, because the, having, if you have Mamba mentality, you know, if you're an athlete, if you've ever been an athlete or somebody who stri- strive for greatness, then you understand that like, it's you against the world, you know, like, and to have that kind of mentality is absolutely incredible. And when these fuckers were just goofing around on TV and Kobe's just, Kobe's just like, the fuck are these kids doing? It's just like, <laughs> that was absolutely, that was probably one of my favorite Kobe moments. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, anytime you see serious Kobe, during a very funny moment, it's quality content. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? What's, what's your favorite moment in your... Uh, I'm torn. Um, My gut tells me i've watched this clip so many times honestly because i think it's the great i think it's so fucking cool um kobe after basically tears his achilles he's pinching the back of his calf on the bench trying to literally hold his achilles tendon from like snapping basically and then goes out makes two free throws clearly it like literally crying from pain that that's the most ridiculous over the top balls to the wall thing i've ever seen in basketball like that makes jordan's flu game look like garbage i feel like that shit gave me chills man when i saw that i was just like no fucking way like you see people (laughs) who like put their finger like who had like put their finger back in place after being dislocated or some shit but like fuck here's kobe just like being a baller ass motherfucker just like putting his achilles back it was that shit gave me chills man (laughs) exactly um i think my favorite moment is i think it's a lot of people's favorite moments when you drop 81 points that's crazy that that was my that that was my other one that was like you know (laughs) Here's this man's stats. 28 from 46 from field goal. 7 from 13 from 3. 18 from 20 for free throw. Uh, 6 rebounds and the famous 2 assists. <laughs> and 3 steals, 1 block. 81 points. And the team still shot 48%. That's crazy. Granted, he was the team. Yeah. <laughs> but I think feel like at some point, the Toronto Raptors... Great. When this guy drops 50, I feel like, okay, yeah, we got really have to stop this guy. But I think that's what comes back to the whole mama mentality. It's like, you can throw your whole roster at me, you cannot stop me. And I saw that. I saw that on TV, and that was the greatest thing. God, that shit was fire, man. I was just like, like, I remember, like, Steph and Clay, like, getting 50 and whatnot, and that was cool as hell, but, like, 
81 points, like, James Harden can fuck off. <laughs> like, damn, man. Like, God, what a fucking game. That's just one of those things, I think, with all of these examples, um, that is proof that Kobe is in another league, literally, of players. Um, like, with LeBron, with Michael Jordan, with... I'm sh there's a long list of people in that league, but it's... Uh, there's maybe only, like, 20 people like that that have yeah. ever played the game of basketball. No, yeah, exactly. And I think maybe I can speak for a lot of us. It's like Kobe was, like, our MJ for our era in the sense that like, we didn't really grow up watching a lot of MJ, right? If anything, it was, like, Right at the end, and I watched it when he was on the Wizard, so you know that was the <laughs> end. <laughs> uh, but the something that always sticks to me is that, holy shit, I hate the Lakers because they're just so good. You know, you can't beat yeah. these guys; they're just so good. Um, especially with that Kobe Shaq duo. You know, Ooh. I know. Remember Shaq making the statement saying that like not even LeBron AD could beat us, and honestly, I could believe that just with Shaq's size. But I think even more is that that gritty like Kobe. Uh, mentality just going into it um i noticed that you know a lot of you know no game was really canceled that day you know when that incident happened uh what are your guys thoughts on that you know is you think the nba should have done it um i know the lakers clippers game got postponed obvious reasons um what do you guys think do you think they should have canceled it for the players sake and the organization's sake as a business <laughs> i understand why they didn't cancel it but like that's that's such a uh, man they're they're like I, I remember um like tyson chandler man when he was on the bench and he was just like he could not he could not deal with the situation man like that's i feel like that's how a majority of the players were and it's just like you i remember telling you guys this i, I really wanted to watch the celtics pelicans game because zion was back and obviously i'm a celtics fan and i couldn't like I, I just I could not watch that game, and uh, I, I could not imagine any of these players actually playing a fruitful and fun, entertaining game. I, I personally don't think they should. I, I think they should have canceled games for the day. I really do, but I understand why they couldn't do that. Um, but if I was the NBA, I would not expect anything. You know truly entertaining from that day because nobody nobody is paying attention to anything nobody nobody really wants to be there yeah if we were affected that much like people who are just fans who are have no relationship actually to kobe other than being fans how do we think the actual players who have played with him or who yeah. like have looked up to him throughout their career and like, how do we think they feel that during that day? Of course they're going to be a wreck most of the time. Like, so I think to expect them to play their... Or to do their job, basically, I, I think that's a lot to ask of people. Like, if you had a very close friend die your job wouldn't say, oh, you have to come in today. 
like your job would be like oh no take your time like we understand we get it i know it's different but like that's basically what people are we're getting asked to do and i think that's ridiculous no for sure and i think especially in light of that i think it was very impressive for a lot of these players to honestly ball out like kobe i mean even on those Sunday games, Damian Lillard, 50 points, 13 assists. He got doubled over 50 points. Uh, Kemba Walker, 35 points. Devin Booker, I know I saw him, you know, oh, crying man. on the court. That uh, one hurt me, dude. Exactly. Uh, he dropped 36. Uh, that Hawks and Wizards game, 152 to 133. Uh, Trey Young, 45 points. You know, Bradley Beal, 40. It was just crazy uh, just to see, like, Though it was a rough game for them, to, that these guys came out and they wanted to show that, hey, Kobe's watching us and we got him for this. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess really the last thing we should really talk about is that, um, you know, Kobe is, you know, and he'll always be immortalized in the NBA, but how do you think we should do it? You know, I know he doesn't need to because he's, you know, he's in the itself, but, you know, you know, the Mavs. 24 you know what do you guys think should be the a way that we can remember him you know forever in this game I mean, go ahead I, I was gonna say I think one thing um, that other sports have done a good job of uh, that I think they could do in basketball uh, this is just one thing I think they could do a lot of things to literally immortalize him but uh, name an award after him. Uh, like you see that with Walter Payton. Uh, and again, that situation was somewhat similar where it was a big tragedy when he passed. Uh, and But he had such an impact on the game of football that they named an award after him for uh, conduct outside of the sport because he was such a giving person and did so much outside of the game of football um and now people every someone every year gets the walter payton award for the work they do outside of the game um something like that with literally the kobe bryant award for whatever i mean i don't know what it would be um but something again there's i think there's a lot of things they could do but that's the first thing that came to my mind when we talked about this Something that I heard on a podcast, which actually like sounds incredible and made so much sense to me. Um, uh, Lakers Stadium, that's Staples Center, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe they have a bunch of statues outside of said Staples Center and <laughs> of famous Lakers players. And I think it'd be really cool um, after listening to this idea would be to have Kobe and his daughter kind of sitting in the sitting in chairs, like the one uh, clip that you see of like Kobe talking to his daughter, kind of explaining oh. like basketball stuff, like kind of having that, and then like having two empty chairs next to them, so that like you could sit down there and take a picture with them and kind of feel like you're a part of, um, like you're a part of them and you're a part of their life and. I don't know a better way to immortalize them. I really don't. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
You're trying to make me cry again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, there's been an ongoing petition. I think it's almost reached 2 million signups now that, that the logo should be changed to Kobe Bryant. What do you guys think, Matt? How about, what do you think that makes sense? Or do you think um, he's you know, more than as that? Much, as much as I love Kobe, uh, I don't know if changing the, changing the symbol would, um, because I, obviously he had such an incredible impact and I'm not, and I'm not trying to downplay that whatsoever, but I, I don't know if maybe changing, I think maybe changing the symbol might be, well, I know a lot of people might get upset about it. I personally don't really give a shit <laughs> whether it gets changed or not, but um, I'd be very interested to see how that goes. Um, me personally, it it uh, I would be fine with it if they did that. Uh, I don't really I don't really care. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, but when I, when I think of the logo, I mean, I you know I'm from Chicago. I'm gonna think of Michael Jordan no matter what. And um, either way, whatever they decide to do, you know, uh, all to them. I think they should change the logo. NBA's do for yeah. a change anyway. <laughs> that's 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 totally true. Like that that's very that's a very fair <laughs> point. Um, I I was thinking that if they did change the logo, that it might have been LeBron. But Kobe is honestly a, a really really perfect um, change for the logo. I saw one of them with his like famous jump shot, and I was like, oh, that'd be perfect if he yeah. did that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's crazy with Kobe because he was part of that movement to really revolutionize and kind of globalize this game. You know, especially having his impact in China. Uh, I'll do my quick story real quick. You know, when Mike Breen, I don't think everyone knows, he's that the color commentator, on, especially on the ABC games, he was talking about how when he was in China for the global games, his taxi driver had asked if he's part of the NBA. And he's like, yep, I'm part of the NBA. He's like, uh, so you know Kobe? And he's like, yeah, I know Kobe. And he's like, but have you met him? And he's like, yeah, I've, I've met Kobe a few times. And the taxi driver pulled over and started crying. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never had goosebumps like that. That's just, it's mind blowing how impactful the game is. That he didn't even, he didn't physically meet Kobe, but he met a guy who met Kobe. Like that's just crazy how, yeah, how beautiful the sport is as a platform yeah, to kind of express how we feel, whatever it is, happy, sad, you know, glorious, whatever it is. It's like you can do it with just a basketball. I thought it was just mind blowing. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, you know, Kobe. There's nothing that can really describe him except he was gritty. You know, he had his up and down in his career and outside of the court. But uh, something that we appreciate was that he gave it his best day in, day out, like you mentioned with his Achilles. Still came back, made both free throws, and I'm pretty sure he wanted to stay, but they probably took him out. Um, Yeah, probably. (laughs) And I know that's something that – we really should instill in our lives. You know, it's a shame that it took this kind of moment to kind of make us reflect. But I just wanted to say to both of you guys, I, I honestly do appreciate that we could have this kind of podcast. Uh, I've been waiting for someone to talk about this for so long, <laughs> just basketball in general. Uh, yeah. And honestly grateful that I could do this with y'all. Yeah, same here, man. Yeah. Honestly, this is, a, this is a gift. And it, it's honestly really a blessing to be able to uh, have a show like this, even though even though we have such little followers and viewers and shit like that it doesn't really matter because uh all three of us just have such a such a fun time just talking about basketball and it's it's honestly really great uh being able to do this with you guys exactly i 
I can't say it better myself. <laughs> One job, you're supposed to finish out strong and blue dust right there. I guess uh, with that, Kobe, we love you. Um, and you're never gone. You're always going to be with the game and outside of it too. So I'll be that, yelling. I'll be yelling, Kobe, every single time I throw uh, throw laundry away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So with that, I'll pass it on to Matt. All right. Well, honestly, uh, this has obviously been one of the somber podcasts that we've done. Um, I couldn't have said it best, better than my, uh, better than you, Sam. Uh, we, you know, we're going to miss you, Kobe. Um, we'll always think about you no matter what. And to all of those who are dealing with grief, just know you're not alone. You know, we're there with you. We're feeling this just, we're feeling this like you are, um, to Kobe's family and friends and to their loved ones, you know, thoughts and prayers to you guys. Cause um, I, I've been through tragedy and it's hard and it, it never really leaves you and it's, it's really painful. So, um, to this loss for you guys, it's gotta be just horrendous for you all. So, um, we're really looking out for you. We're really, uh, hoping great things for you guys and, um, rest in peace, Mamba, Mamba forever. Mamba out. Ah, uh, Mamba forever.